listen as God calls to us through the words of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out with the Spirit of God. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. And it led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on that valley floor. And lo, they were very, very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and cover you with skin and put the breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And as I looked, there were many, there were sinews on them, and the flesh that had covered them, and the skin had covered them, and yet there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came to them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, and they were an exceedingly great host. Then he said to me, Son of man, These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost and we we are cleanly cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you home into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, says the Lord. Amen. The year was 587 BCE, before Christ. And Israel was trying to stop the march of the Babylonian army toward Jerusalem. And they met them out in a valley, vast and wide, and they didn't stand a chance. And they were slaughtered. The Babylonian army didn't even slow down. Just marched right through them. And their bodies were sprawled out on the desert sands as far as the eye could see in all directions. They didn't even bury them. They just laid there to rot in the sun. And the Babylonians destroyed the temple 
The capital city was destroyed. And the people were left in utter poverty. Everybody was hungry and on the edge of starvation. And the Israelite people who were alive, most were taken as prisoners, chains around their necks, and dragged back to Babylonia. And the Jewish nation had become like the dead skeletons strewn across the desert floor floor of this valley. And they began to lament to themselves, God can't help us. God won't help us. There is no God. God is punishing us for our sins. And we have been left here in Babylonia to rot and to die. And we have become like dry bones. But there was one person left. His name was Ezekiel, a prophet of the Lord. And the Bible tells us that the Lord took Ezekiel out into that valley of death. And the Lord looked around at these bones. And shall these bones live, he asked Ezekiel. The Lord asked Ezekiel. Ezekiel wisely responded, Only you know, Lord, if those bones will live again. And God said, Start talking, Ezekiel. Start talking about the good things the Lord has done. Start talking, Ezekiel, about the good things the Lord will do. Start speaking some wonderful words of life. Start speaking the word of the Lord. And Ezekiel began to speak the words that God had given him, the words of hope, the words of promise, the words of God's love for God's people. And the bones began to rattle in this vision that Ezekiel had. Bones began to rattle. And the toe bone connected to the foot bone. And the foot bone connected to the ankle bone. And the ankle bone connected to the leg bone. The leg bone connected to the knee bone, right? And the bones began to get up and rattle around. And then there was sinew and and whatever that, the muscles and skin. And there stood before Ezekiel as he, as he spoke those wonderful words of life out of his mouth, the words that God had given him, the words of hope, the words of promise, the words of covenant, the words of love that God had for God's people. There stood the army of Israel standing up again. And then God said one, la- one more thing. And God called the winds of the four corners and breathed new life into that army. And they began to move around. They began to, like the little balloons, right? They began to march forward and they began to make a difference in the world. Now this is a... And God goes on to say, this is a metaphor, Ezekiel. (laughs) This is a metaphor for the people of God who have lost their hope, 
who are like a pile of dead bones who think that I have forgotten them and really in truth they have forgotten me. They have forgotten that I have promised to never leave them nor forsaken. They have per forgotten that I have said even no matter where you are I will go with you. They have forgotten that I have promised that my love will prevail in their lives. They have forgotten that I am a source of hope, a source of life. They have forgotten that I am Jehovah Jireh, the provider. They have forgotten these things. But if you remind them, I will breathe new life into Israel. And they will know what it is to be my people again. Amen. Amen. And God said, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And therefore, when you prophesy to them, I am going to open up your graves and bring you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil, and then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. I, got, I am pretty sure that there is not one of us here who at one time or another has not felt like the people of Israel felt. That has not felt like a pile of dried up bones with no life left to live maybe i'm maybe i'm assuming things but there have been times there have been times when i have felt as dry and lifeless as those bones out on the desert floor and maybe some of us are experiencing those times even now and it's at those times when we're struggling that those times when the world around us seems to be stealing our hope when it feels like it's one thing after the next when it feels and I know you know I know you're good Christian folks and you think you know there's always someone who's worse off than I am but you can't help it. Sometimes you just feel like, is, I can't take just one more thing. One more thing and I'm just going to give up. That's all it's going to take. And we cry out, why me, Lord? Why now? And we can't help it but wonder, what have we done? What have we done to deserve this? I have felt that way. I suspect a lot of us have felt that way. This is what happens when one's hopes, dreams, aspirations, or even our just plans start to fall apart. It steals our hope. 
and we feel like our life floating away. And there's really, in the midst of that, there's a couple of things to do. There's a couple of things to do. You can seek another route to your dreams, right? You can say, uh, you can find other dreams to do. If, if the plans you're making, the path you're on, the place you think you're going leaves you feeling dead and dry and without hope and without life, it's either time to make a new direction happen or it's time to just call on that breath of God, that Spirit of God. Sometimes new direction is what's called for. I don't know how many of you know this. And I'm, I'm sure it's surprising because I'm, I, you all know I'm as smart as could be. Right? I mean, I'm, just, I'm sharp as a whip. Uh, but I was kicked out of college for being too dumb. <laughs> yeah, I was getting such lousy grades. They said, Curtis, I don't think college is for you. Right? And they suspended me academically because I was not making it. And I felt like I wasn't going to make it. And I had kind of given up on this whole preacher idea. When I, and I was, I was a business major, when, uh, economics major, when I went. Which, if you know how I handle money, you would know that that's ridiculous. But, so I was an economics major. I was going to go and try and make some, a bunch of money. And I hated it. And I, I didn't do well at all. And I thought, you know, it's just not in the cards for me. I'm not going to be able to accomplish that, this goal, this dream. And I didn't think I, didn't think I could do it. I, couldn't, I didn't think I was going to be a minister because I couldn't get through college. And, you know, it, it was great when I got through seminary, my graduate school, and it was great when I got ordained, but honestly, the proudest day of my life was when I got my diploma from college, finally, 10 years after graduating high school, because I didn't think I could. I didn't think I could make it. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And I, I was on the dean's list. The, the secret was, instead of doing what I thought I should be doing, I finally woke up to doing what God wanted me to do. And when I realized that on my own strength, yes, you're right, Curtis, you'll never make it. You'll never make it. But motivated by the Spirit of God, when the dreams find their origin in what God wants for my life, not only that, but what God wants for the kingdom of God, when my heart and soul and mind begins to focus on those things, man, there was no stopping me. And I loved college. I loved learning. I loved, in fact, I kind of miss it sometimes. Uh, I loved it once I got there with the right motivation, with the right spirit within me. And so sometimes it's a matter of readjusting your dreams and reacquainting your heart with that which God has in store for each of us. So often, 
we choose a direction or we choose a life path or we get down the road a ways and we think, this is it. I'm stuck. This is all there is. This is all that's ever going to be. When if we, if we were to really have an honest conversation with God, there's two things I think God says to us. You know what? First of all, you should have talked to me before you went down that road. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had some plans for you and I, I, would have, I would have helped you along a little bit if you'd, have, if you'd have talked to me about this. Sounds like my father. My father says things like this to me. You should have talked to me earlier. But <laughs> it would have been that. You know, you'd have, you'd have been a lot happier even, if, even in this road you're on if you'd been talking to me. The second thing is, you know what? It's not too late. You've been on a journey, and that journey is all good. It's okay. It's okay that you've been on a journey and you're in this place right now, but that's not the end of the story. You were, we are, there is never a moment when we have been reduced, when we are reduced to dry, dead, lifeless bones, and we have to say, this is it. There is never a moment when we have to say, I've, done, I've gone too far, and there's no way out. I give up. That's the point of this story. That's the message of love that comes through this story that came to Ezekiel. We think those bones are dead. God says they're not dead. Are you kidding? Watch this. Boom. There they are, walking around. They're not dead. Far from it. If, I, if, if we could just breathe a little bit of life into them. And it's the same for you and for me and the church that we live in and the Christian church and the world around us. There's never a moment when hope is lost and it's too late. I know there is a whole lot of Christians what, who, what they would really love is to see God just reduce the world to this and take us all home. But you know what? I'm sorry. God, we see dry bones. God sees the kingdom of God just waiting to happen. And where does God see that? In you and in me. Amen? The kingdom of God waiting to happen. God doesn't want to wipe it all out and start over. Because God sees so much hope in you and in me. And in those moments when we are feeling at our lowest and we're at our dead end, there's two things we can do. Three things, I guess. You can give up. Or you can turn to God and say, either help me love what I'm doing or take me somewhere else. You know, Tony Campolo, who's a, an American Baptist evangelist, which is kind of an oxymoron, but uh, who, uh, <laughs> who, who uh, does some wonderful things. He tells a story about, about talking to teachers 
who are so tired of teaching, who are so tired of kids who don't want to be there, and so tired of having to discipline them, and so tired of getting yelled at by parents, and so tired of... And Tony says, stop whining and go to Africa. Because in Africa, if you hate your job teaching here, but you love to teach, go to Africa, where kids scramble for an hour to get to school, and they crave the learning, and they, they, the parents are so grateful that you're there to teach their children go to africa if you don't like teaching in the united states go to africa and teach there and and let someone you know which is a crazy thing to say what pack up everything and go to africa well you're miserable here and he says and and i know i think it's true if you're miserable here go where you can really feel like you're making a difference and I, I think what the problem for most of us, you and me, and I count myself in this, it's a problem of imagination. Because we think this is it. But there's always new possibilities. There's always a path to wholeness and to joy. Is that you, Lord? <laughs> there's always... A new day, a new life. If you are not experiencing joy in your life, it's time for the breath of God and the Spirit of God to be to get breathed into you. To get breathed into you. And Ezekiel tells us that it's it begins with the word of God. That is the words of hope, the words of love, the words that bring you to a place where you know that God cares for you and is there with you. The word, not, the, not the words of judgment and shame and guilt. The words of love. The words of life. And it, it begins, and I think it's best when it, that it's heard on the lips of of someone you trust and love. You know, Ezekiel spoke the words. We, so often we want to read them. I think it's, when we hear the affirmations of God coming through other people, oh, it touches our hearts. But then it's about allowing God's Spirit to breathe new life into you. And I can't tell you exactly how to do that. I wish I had a prayer to just hand out and say, read this and it'll happen. But it's about turning away from your own dreams and aspirations and saying, God, what are your dreams and aspirations for me? And it's about remembering the blessings and the promises and the love that flows from the Spirit of God. And it is about daring to dream God-sized dreams and to never feel like you are stuck where you are. Because even at our deadest, God is ready to breathe new life into us. Amen? God is ready to, to put bone and sinew together until we are up dancing around and making all kinds of rattling noises. God is ready to breathe that new life into us until we are a river of life from which the Spirit of God flows. Today it's about 
you know, we begin with a valley of dead, dry bones, but I don't want us to leave here in that. I want us to leave here feeling like a river of life flowing through this. So with that in mind, we're going to stand. I'm going to close. We're going to stand by singing, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. And it's, it's my prayer that as we go from this place, that we will seek the Spirit of God and seek to be born again every day into new life that we might experience wholeness and joy. The praise team come back up here too. And if, if any of you kids know the, the signs to this, you can come on up and, and do that too. But this is one of those little uh, rocking numbers, so uh, feel free to, to get a little uh, crazy with it. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well, splish, splash within my soul. Spring up a well, splish, splash and make me whole. Spring up a well, splish, splash, give to me that life abundantly. I got a river. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well, splish, splash, splish, and it did my soul. Spring up, oh well, splish, splash, splish, splash, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well, and give to me that life abundantly. Oh, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well, splish, splash, splish, splash within my soul. Spring up, oh well, splish, splash, splish, splash and make me whole. Spring up, oh well, and give to me that life abundantly.